0: But what I feel is staying connected and being in the moment in front of your uh, laptop screen is something very very important and that's the best practice one must do. I tell you the biggest challenge in the in the virtual facilitation is is that the eye contact that research on concept and theories will be really important because you are on a smaller window and your content is on a bigger window. And when I say content, okay, it has to be visual delight. The whole art of storytelling has to be very, very powerful because your whole body is not visible, but your face is. And you have to be extremely powerful with your facial expressions to make those stories stick to your participant. Along with that, I think the deep understanding of virtual platform will make it very, very important in the whole success. It's a challenge, which I strongly agree, but with practice, you can make it happen. Welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, where your host, Jyoti G. explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host, Jyoti G.
1: Hello everyone, hearty welcome to season 2 of Stars of Learning Podcast and my name is Jyoti Ji and I'm your host for the show and each fortnight I interview the Thought leaders who will share their best practices and we will also discuss challenges, latest trends, tools, technology, integration, leadership and their journey in the learning field. So friends, Technology now allows people to connect anytime, anywhere to anyone in the world from almost any device and this is dramatically changing the way people work, facilitating 24-7, collaborating with colleagues who are dispersed across the time zone, countries and continents. So, I'm sure you are experiencing working from remote, workplace or from home is often hyped as the future of work. And with COVID around, it has become a new normal for most of us. And guys, studies show that remote workers are happier and more productive than their office working counterparts. And this is a huge benefit for companies moving to distributed workforce are great too. So for l is learning and development, the way of teaching is changing and updating every day. So the traditional and old paradigm of education is not demanding anything now. So we have to equip the classroom with new technology of course it has its own advantages but we need to get embrace it so while the organization have transition to working online so the need for a well designed and effectively facilitated meetings trainings and workshops are the need of the heart and believe me being in the lnd function i see the disruption and digitization is renewing our learning business in a great great way so when i say that our learning experience from areas of learning coaching co-creation communication and facilitation have formed into a new facilitation method and we should be geared up to enable that real change and growth so friends we don't have a choice but to accept that Digitization will stay and digital platforms are reforming and we must understand the digital world and we must be willing to immerse ourselves and embrace the new digital reality. If we can't relate, if we don't get it, we won't be able to make it relevant to the current and future needs of the digital generation. So friends, if you are unstructured or poorly run virtual meetings can lead to a wasted time and frustrated teams and organization will fail drastically. And that will reflect on people, career, growth and success. So as you all know, I believe the best way to get more insight or to learn is to get insight from the expert and in this podcast i have invited my friend anand mehta who i had met him few years back who was part of a five-day residential train the super trainer workshop where we were on our toes day and night for activities and we still have a great bond even now as i had never seen such a cool person who was the last one to retire at a late midnight and the first one to see in the early morning of those days and that itself shows his dedication for his job who has a great people skills and outbound expert who has mastered the art of facilitation through remote and he will take us through his experience on why it's useful and guide you through the process of designing and running great online workshops some tips and tricks and making it more impactful for the people who participate in the virtual training with this note let me introduce you the one and only anand mehta a facilitative trainer experiential educator motivational speaker and visiting faculty for management institutes from mumbai and he has a huge list of achievements in the learning field and talked to our young leader of the year from lions international among 205 countries has awarded business tycoon from indian education society and he is associated with all trainers Conclave as a practitioner and has facilitated more than 1000 training workshops and seminars. So friends, before we jump in, may I request you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it as your Insta story or any social media and don't forget to tag me at Prajwita Knowledge. As I said, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this conversation on virtual facilitation. So buckle up and get ready to understand new ways of facilitation and creating an impact. And without any further ado, let me welcome my guest, Anand Mehta. Hey Anand, hearty welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast.
0: Namaskar. Thank you very, very much for having me here. I'm feeling so much happy and privileged to be with you on this podcast. Thank you very much.
1: And look, so friends, look at the kind of energy this person has, you know, he he brings that vibe around and we are doing this podcast at the midnight and look at his energy. So Anandji, I'm also equally thrilled and excited that we are connected and glad that you're joining me today.
0: Thank you. I am also thoroughly uh, excited to be a part of this particular podcast, primarily for two reasons. Number one, podcast is the future. And number two, you, Jodhi Ji. Your dynamism, your ability to excel and willingness to excel and the way you are conducting this session is so fascinating. It will be my privilege to be a part of this wonderful podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Alit. then before we jump into this interesting topic on virtual facilitation, can you give us a little background about yourself? How you got to where you are today? Because I see your profile from a B-Tech engineer, now into a core training. Of course, I know you are into a business, but I see much into the passion, into the training.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I always uh, call myself as professionally, I am an entrepreneur. Passionately, I'm a trainer. So long back when I did my you know, engineering, B-Tech, and then I did my masters in uh, marketing and finance, uh, as a, as a you know, Gujarati, you always want to be a part of uh, business. So I thought it's always nice to open up your own business and be an entrepreneur. And I started my entrepreneurial journey when I entered my second year of MBA to experiment my, you know, different kind of experiences and experiments, which will lead me whether how and where I can land in the whole journey of entrepreneurship. It was that one full year which I took on market research, marketing research, understanding some product knowledge and experimenting so many things but at the end of my second year of MBA, I was able to reinvent or invent some amazing products and I went to my director of the college and I made him realize that you don't have to search a job for me because I'm on on my own and that's how my entrepreneur journey began and it was a very humble start to be very honest, okay? primarily okay. because you start on your own, you have a small team of three, four people, but mm. gradually, because you are so much eager to make your your, your start a big success, you keep walking your heart with so much of passion. Mm. And it grew, we, we expanded our business, but throughout, you know, I think I realized that training was like a calling. So after around three, four years of my entrepreneurship journey, one fine day, I was in a very informal interaction uh, with the director of my MBA college. I was then the vice president of the Alumina Association. And in the MBA days, we used to spend nine hours into theory, into lectures. So in a very informal way, I mentioned to my director that these students, the current students are going through nine hours of listening, nine hours of bhashan, nine hours of teaching. Don't you think that we must do something new, something unique, something different? So that the learning becomes very very strong he said yes Alan, you are absolutely right that yes we must do something but i don't know what the something means i am giving you two days come back to me with an idea i said oh, 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 oh. i was just in an informal way discussing and now it's all oh. coming to me but i thought to myself that because he is trusting me i must go back with an idea some two days, I, made, I gave him an idea that I think if we can make them learn through their own experiences and if we can run some activities which are designed towards achieving some particular objectives, I think it would be a great way of learning because experiential learning is always the best way to learn. He said, and thank you for the idea. Next week, I'm giving you a batch. Please spend three hours with them and execute your idea. And I was talking to myself. Oh, oh, oh now It is all coming to me, but the way I have a huge respect for my director, mm. and if he is telling something to me, I must mm. I must respect that. I must follow that. Mm. I came back to my office and started working on on some ideas, some uh, some real crazy thoughts. I also took help of my wife that how can we co-create something which will be really interesting. And then I went to the college. And did that one session and made them do something and learn something primarily with the methodology of activity-based learning. I really enjoyed spending those three years with wonderful young people. Next day, I got a call from the director and his Uh first statement to me, Anand, what did you do yesterday in the campus? And I was so shocked that, oh, what must have gone wrong? I said, what happened, sir? Anything wrong? He said, every individual in the campus are discussing about that one session. I would like to know, what did you do? It was so amazing. Everyone is appreciating. Everyone is so happy for that. I said, oh, thank you very much. He said, now I want you to come back to the Institute and spend some more time with other batches." And I was very, very happy because more than the participants enjoying, I also thoroughly enjoyed. And then Mm. I started visiting college and then and that was the end of the year. A new year began. And then I created a whole module called Corporate Kabaddi for MBA wow. students. The whole primary reason is that the MBA colleges and yeah. the requirement, what is there in the corporate world, there's a gap. What yeah. students understand the corporate world to be and what it is actually. What the corporate expecting from his MBA guys and what they are being taught, there's a gap. So I thought, let okay. me create something like human lab, where mm-hmm. these people, the students, whatever they are learning in the real life, they get mm-hmm. a great way to implement their theoretical learning through this human lab. And I thought of naming this as corporate Kabaddi because it's all about corporate world, and there's a lot sort of similarity between the game of Kabaddi and the corporate. Why? Because you have to work in teams. You have to ensure that you lead. You have to ensure that you win. Even in the corporate world, you have to work in teams. You have to work to make profits. You have to work in team. Or kabhi-kabhi, kisi ki taang bhi padegi. That's a lot of similarity between the corporate world and the game of comedy. So how, that's how I, I thought of this name of corporate comedy. And it's been now more than 12 years. I'm still running this program in multiple colleges. And it's one of the most successful program in the colleges. And from there, in a very, very humble way, I would say, the beginning of my training and facilitation happened. And then the sky was the limit. I feel extremely happy and blessed. The kind of people who came across to that journey, the kind of people I met, the people I worked with, the kind of challenges came to me in terms of delivering those workshops, outbound, classrooms, you know, uh, capsules, online, all these. And now I feel very, very happy when I look back towards my journey, it is one of the most memorable thing can happen to any one of uh, individuals. So I feel extremely lucky and blessed to be living the journey or living the life which I have truly invited in my life.
1: Wow, that's really exceptional and that's the passion calling and such an all-rounder and that's an amazing, wonderful journey you have had. Um, thank you, thank you. Without any training background you had to start off and you know you really rocked there so uh, holding on to that yeah. segment anand uh, on virtual facilitation mm-hmm. what should be the strategy in designing the content especially virtual these days
0: okay i think number 1 i would like to say that now it is more on a content driven than a delivery driven because your content is more visible closely to your participants rather than you because Mm. probably most of the virtual training platforms you are constrained to a small window and your content okay whichever medium you use is is more much more visible i think the Mm. first thing when it's content driven then the first priority i would have to give to research that what kind of research you are doing on that subject, how much you are well versed with that subject and strong mm-hmm. hold on concepts and theories are very, very important.
2: Okay.
0: Extreme clarity on learning objectives. That what are the learning objectives from your participants
2: mm-hmm.
0: and where you want to take your participants. I think that clarity is very, very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding participants' profile, their level, their, their demographics, their experience but, I think above all these, what I think is extremely important is what kind of strong personal experiences you carry when you're delivering those subjects
2: hmm. so nice.
0: if so, if someone is talking about something purely based on a couple of jargons and couple of theories, I don't think so it will be really it will land the way to land on participants if you have not practiced those things. If you have not realized, if you have not at all experienced those concepts and theories in your real life, I think it will fall flat. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So just like the real facilitation, even the virtual facilitation, more than the tools and techniques, how good you are, what kind of hold you have on those points and subjects. That's something very, very important. But yes, coming back to my original point, that research uh, on concepts and theories will be really important because you are on a smaller window and your content is on a bigger window.
1: Interesting. And I definitely agree with the strategy, the way you have focused on the research, the concept and theory. And what I liked was on the personal experience, what you said. So then, Anand, how should this virtual classroom facilitator or a trainer be prepared for delivering these classes?
0: So number one, as I mentioned, very, very powerful content. And when I say content, okay, it has to be visual delight. It has to be treat on a visual front, okay? You can't definitely put up a black and white screen on front of the people and and you don't expect them to read out. So that way, your visual delight through images, through videos has to be very, very powerful. But along with that, the whole art of storytelling has to be very, very powerful because... Your whole body is not visible, but your face is. And you have to be extremely powerful with your facial expressions to make those stories stick to your participant. Your case studies, your PowerPoint presentation really should work in your favor. Mm -hmm. Along with that, I think the deep understanding of virtual platform will make it very, very important in the whole success. And over and above all these, the different kind of engagement ideas. How are you making your session extremely engaging? And that is what I see with most of the trainers, the biggest challenge. I have run multiple workshops with a lot of trainers on how to make virtual facilitation powerful. And what I see from most of them, the biggest challenge is the engagement with the participants. So I think there has to be a proper, thorough, written strategy on what and when and how you are going to do in terms of creating better and bigger engagement.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm able to resonate what you are trying to say, and you said multiple things here, and I don't uh, I can't recall like you know if the trainer is paying attention to all of this, like the content storytelling, your facial expression and virtual platform understanding the tool itself like right? that's a, a real uh, requirement when you are engaging with the audience interesting one uh anand so you know that now it's an adult learning yes and and you said you know making it more engaging and experiencing and all of that but how much is their attention span because attention span is a concern like, should we do it like a few hours or a just a short bite? What what what's your experience?
0: Okay, so let me first tell you, you no know, purely from my experiences. This is absolutely not based on any research. When people say low attention span, I think it's a myth. I tell you why. Okay, that's a great escape you want to show to people when you don't perform in a great way. So <laughs> so so when as a facilitator you fall flat and you are not able to create that kind of amazing experience to a participant, the simplest thing is to blame the platform, blame the attention span, blame the participants, blame the restrictions. But if you take ownership, if you say, hey, this is my workshop and participants who are there in my screen are my participants and taking them to altogether a new level and transform them is my complete responsibility I'm sure everyone's performance would be different. If I'm doing it purely for the sake of doing it, if I'm doing it for the couple of thousands, this mm. will never happen. And I'll always keep blaming. And now, mm. you know, blaming people on the virtual platform is much easier because a lot of people are facing the challenges. But I think mm. uh, I, I, have, I have done multiple workshops. I have done workshops for 30 minutes. I have done workshop for eight hours. So okay. it has it has never never been a challenge. Primarily, uh, if you focus on how can you completely take the ownership of hmm. engagement and involvement of your participants. But otherwise, hmm. most of my workshop happens between in the range of ninety to one twenty minutes. And even if you have a day long workshop, it's always advisable to give at least ten to fifteen minutes break after every ninety minutes and a proper hmm. thirty to forty minutes break for lunch but okay. you can always start at nine the way we used to start in the classroom training and go up to 5 36 absolutely possible
1: hmm. okay it's just a mindset for the people so so uh anand uh, i i really get that taking ownership and making it more engaging so you also mentioned that you are doing a virtual facilitation for the trainers. Yes. So do you think that would virtual facilitation going to be here now in Leo to the traditional classroom ones?
0: Wow. So you'll be very happy to know that I am doing virtual facilitation from last more than six years. Ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you no era where there was no go-to webinar, go-to meeting, because go to webinar is one of the oldest platform you know all these webex cisco and zoom and geo and google all of them are completely Mm -hmm. new platforms okay Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so so obviously it is going to stay and i i think all of us should be thankful to COVID 19 for giving us opportunity to go more virtual but more than getting we getting the opportunity i think it is a great eye-opener for most of the corporate clients and teams and leaders that, yes, this is possible. I've been trying to convince so much, so many of my corporate clients that, hey, let's try the virtual training before a year or two years to say, hey, Anand, I know you are very good in everything, but we would like to go ahead only with classroom or outbound. But now Mm -hmm. they're also realizing that this is powerful. The only thing is you must know the tools and techniques to make it powerful
1: right right yeah the covid is definitely a blessing in disguise for many of the things yeah so so uh, anand i hear you saying that you have been practicing for last six years and uh, people are still getting acclimatized to this new thing technology and all of that right. so so can you give an aerial view to my audience what's the best Practice while facilitating a remote workshop?
0: Okay, okay. Uh, you know, I'll tell you purely uh, from my experience point of view and from the point of view of how I feel. Hmm. Because when you talk about best practices, there could be so many technical things which otherwise come in someone's mind. But what hmm. I feel is staying connected and being in the moment in front of your. laptop screen is something very very important and that's the best practice one must do obviously always look into the camera and feel and I'm saying feel because most of the time uh, the participant's camera is off and you are talking to one small black colored hole on top of the screen okay so in spite of when you are doing this okay you must feel from within that participants are learning They are growing and they are having great fun. You are not able to see any of them. You don't even know what is their point of view, what is there, what's happening in their mind. But within your mind, you must continuously keep believing. Let me give you a very simple example. Now, right now, all the temples and mandirs and gurudwaras and churches and all dharkas are closed.
2: Right.
0: All of us and most of us have habit to go to temple and and stand in front of a God and pray. Now, the temples are not working. It's all closed. But you still want to pray. What we do? We close our eyes. We we join our hands and visualize the God in front of us. Same way, you know, in business it's called that a customer is a God. So, even your participant is your customer and the participant is God, visualize in your mind that your participant is learning in a great way visualize that he's having great time he's having super fun while you're doing the session you have no idea what's happening there but you need to keep visualizing within your mind and keep building energy accordingly i'm sure it will create a big impact in your participant but Mm -hmm. the moment you have that one small doubt are they listening to me are they really present there Maybe physically they are there, but are they really mentally present there? The moment that doubt comes in your mind, you will realize your performance starts deteriorating. And the moment it starts dropping, even the participants will also now slowly start staggering. And slowly they'll go on their mobile, check WhatsApp, they'll go to the kitchen and pick up some snack and start eating. All that will happen without you even knowing because the cameras are off. But in your mind, from the first statement what you make from the, from the, from the first appearance of, of yours on their screen, start assuming that today is going to be the best day of yourself. Today is going to be the best transformational day for your participants and keep performing. I'm sure you will get the results. Let that small doubt, just don't allow the doubt to enter your brain, enter your mind, you'll be successful.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think uh even i as a facilitator this was bothering me a lot because i don't see them and i had this thought like you know are they really serious why are they not coming on the camera and things like that but then when i had a discussion some of them genuinely said that the camera takes the bandwidth and you did a wonderful job and that kind of a feedback when you get so then i said okay i what i'm doing i have to do it 100% and that and that's what you're saying Absolutely. god is your participant yeah. build that energy <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah interesting one anand so so with that note anand uh, i want to know about the technical know how like you know what tools do you recommend for trainers? Because, you know, technology sometimes is unpredictable and networks are not stable. And I'm really curious to know because you've been performing this for last six years, I'm sure you would have had some magic there.
0: (laughs) So I would say what you need, you know, really, to succeed with this technical know-how on the virtual facilitation, I call Sabu. Sabu. Sabu means Samanya buddhi, (laughs) general knowledge and presence of mind. You know, if you are able to operate WhatsApp, if you're able to operate email, if you're able to operate Instagram and Facebook, I think all other platforms, the virtual training platform are much more simpler than all these platforms or are at par. It's all about you thinking about and realizing what is the need you have all these platforms are so much research and thoughtful platform, your need would be there. It's only that you need to go and find out. So technically, you don't need to be very, very strong for sure, okay, to run these programs, to run these platforms. It's only that you must have uh, that willingness to go and explore this platform. On this platform, even though you have technical know-how, you don't have technical know-how, something which I strongly recommend to make it a great is your art of multitasking. Because, in fact, you know, uh, I have read so many articles which say that our brain is not designed by the by the nature or by the Almighty God to do multitasking. It is not designed, and I strongly agree with that. But, but you know, all of us are easily able to talk over mobile while driving the car. Hmm. My my mom can do so many things while making rotis because she has been doing it from years. I've been driving from years, so. I feel it in that way, that something is happening in my subconscious mind and something is happening in my conscious mind.
2: Hmm.
0: If you don't practice, then everything is happening on your virtual training platform with a conscious mind and then it's all about multitasking. If you are able to, if you are a good orator, if you are hmm. a great in terms of giving those facial expressions, very natural facial expressions, okay, put hmm. those things into your subconscious mind. And Mm. running the platform, clicking here and there, opening the chat box, opening the participant list, giving a spotlight, all that, whatever is required will happen through your conscious mind. So you must develop yourself that your mind is now designed to do multitasking, one from subconscious mind, one from conscious mind, and you'll be successful. The multitasking is very, very important. Today, Mm. all of us are using so many smart devices Smartphone, smart iPad. The question is, are you smart? Hmm. You owning those smart devices does not make you smart. <laughs> True.
1: Yes. Samanya Buddhi has to be used. Yes i agree with you (laughs) completely so friends these are the kind of nuggets we were getting when we were at the ttsd workshop and we would really do a big pranam to anand mehta and we would call him secretly babaji you know (laughs) (laughs) so i'm revealing the secret on this podcast so so definitely, so so such an insight, you know, Samanya Buddhi, and art of multitasking, it's not a, uh, you know, a, a rocket science, and it is doable. And it's only that we need to be smart to know about what is there with us. So, 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 Anand, in continuation to that, there is a bigger question to you now. Yeah. How about the icebreakers? How effective would that be? Can you share an example where you have dealt with, because you... All trainers love to do this icebreaker session, right? The moment they join in, they want to warm up the audience right. and get that connect and all that. How that is possible through virtual? Because it's not a physical presence, but then yes, virtual. But how does that happen to you?
0: So let me, you know, give you some gyan before I give his answer. You you spoke about icebreaker, uh, right? Now right. breaking is so artificial. Breaking requires force. And even if when you actually break the ice, it will always be in two parts. Can we replace ice breakers with a new term called ice melters? Wherein, mm. wherein you don't apply force. It's a natural process. It melts. And when it melts, the way it merges, you would never realize that two ice are now melted. Right? Wow. I think that's the approach we need to treat because so many times we are so much stuck to as he icebreaker karna hai, as he karna hai. I think let's become slightly lighter and think about ice melting. That between two individuals, uh, am I able to break that wall? Am I able to, you know, not only break, but am I able to melt that wall? And how can I do that? In virtual facilitation, I think it is very, very important. Let me give you a small. Uh, example how it can be one activity which you can uh which all of us can do so on a virtual platform when you see when everyone has a window right and it's is right. the is it training to the windows okay on yeah. the window you'll find irrespective of which platform are you using you'll always find the name of the person
2: true
0: right so now if i'm anand okay and if i see my name is anand you can create a small a small ice melting thing by which you ask people to pick up the first alphabet of your name so for me it will be a which is the first alphabet and i let me think about an adjective starting from my alphabet the first alphabet so i may say hey a is my first alphabet and the adjective it suits me which suits my character so i can say hey amazing is something which really suits me i i i can resonate with the word amazing because i feel that i'm amazing so now you ask people to rename themselves sort of just anand on my screen now i rename myself as amazing anand okay wow. now everyone is seeing different different thing so Jyoti, tell me if you had to rename yourself what adjective would you use starting from J? joyful wow brilliant okay so now i just (laughs) made my 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 window name is amazing anand you just made your window name is joyful jyoti i'm sure when i see that a smile will come when i see that something have melted between you and me because now both of us know it is one word bigger okay and then we can ask people that can you in a singing pattern say your name so i say hey i am amazing na, na, na. so everyone will repeat he's amazing na, na, na. now <laughs> what we are doing okay we are actually making things lighter we are making things informal okay so so yeah. when you say joyful jyoti why don't you why not you sing that and say i am joyful jyoti. let's try <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay I am joyful Jyoti
2: <laughs> brilliant brilliant <Yeah>. okay.
0: <laughs> so in the whole process not even once people we will we have pushed people to switch on their camera right right. because people have hesitation see we need to understand that sometimes mm-hmm. the, the what scenes of you see when they on the camera is not what they really want people to see sometimes right. People, even the senior position, don't have that, that nice, uh, flashy houses which they can show. Sometimes there are so many distractions happening behind them that they are not comfortable switching on the camera.
2: Mm.
0: Now, in that case, when they're not comfortable, the moment in the beginning, if you push them to switch on the camera, you are completely losing their trust. So, mm. keeping them in the in the you know, uh, comfort zone, gradually putting pushing them beyond their comfort zone, and along with that, also giving them a lot of fun will make a big difference. So I just explained you one small ice-melting activity. I can tell you this can make a huge impact. People suddenly will feel lighter. People suddenly will get into a creative mode. And it becomes much easier for everyone to remember each other's name. I'm sure when I say Joyful Jyoti, I will never forget your name because Joyful says with me. <laughs>
1: Wonderful, wonderful one. So friends, if you are a facilitator, if you are a manager and you want to don't break the ice there, melt the ice, ice melter. And already Anand has shared two tips, which is so engaging and it's so easy to make it lighter. So Anand, while I hear you that uh, making them comfortable and uh, participants and getting done we should uh, also keep in mind that participants sometimes drift off quickly right how do you engage uh, and keep them active during the training
0: okay okay so one thing is very important which is, i call it physical movement mm-hmm. if not the entire body it is one part at least one hand at least one uh this neck at least your feet okay your legs there has to be some physical movement for you to ensure that if they have drifted off, they come back, okay? So, mm. so you know, something like you can ask people to just, you know, raise the right hand and loudly say, Jai Ho. Mm. Or, or you can ask people to raise the right hand, then take their right hand slowly on the left shoulder and pat those shoulder and say, well done, take your name. Or mm. you can just ask people to clap in some sequence, that clap, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Something like this, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. some kind of physical movement, or or you can use something like human percussion, where oh, yeah. when you tap on your head, when you yeah. tap on your cheek, when you tap on your chest, a different voice comes. When you make a clap, all yeah. different voice comes, and I call it as human percussion. Our body is a percussion. Can we use my body as a percussion? Yes, mm-hmm. you can. So use these kind of creative ways where there is some kind of physical movement. You can actually make them do yoga. You can actually make them do some smaller physical exercise. The stretching of fingers. Okay. When you make them stretch their fingers, it's very mm. energetic. The energy comes through your fingers, through your body. Mm. So you need to keep making them do something physically mm. so that they are all connected and they don't drift off. Even if they have gone somewhere else, mentally, they come back immediately. Hmm.
1: hmm. Interesting. And And you are saying... Use your body physically and uh, stretching fingers, or you know, giving a thumbs up, or any such uh, kind of a thing. So, how do you read that non-verbal body language uh, with remote uh, facilitation?
0: So, if there if their cameras are on,
1: yeah,
0: uh, that's a yeah. challenge. I tell you how. Even the cameras are on. The challenge is that for you to build a great eye contact with your participants, you should always look into the camera. And if you yeah. are looking into the camera, how will you observe people's smaller windows? Okay. I think, you know, there's a nice line which says, pe hai, pe nishana. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have to smartly, you know, keep observing them in a fraction of a second. Again, come back to the camera so that your hmm. participant feel that you're continuously looking into their eyes. Hmm. I tell you the biggest challenge in the, in the virtual facilitation is is that the eye contact? Hmm. And I was always hmm. wondering that sometimes I feel that virtual training is much more physically tiring than an outbound workshop. An outbound workshop, as you remember, would start at yeah. six in the morning and go up to 11, twelve sometimes two. Yeah. But, but you are with your participants. The yeah. eyes of your participants, the feelings of your participants, the feedback what you receive through the smile keeps giving you so much of energy here Hmm. that is missing yes right so in that case you have to look into the camera you also have to very smartly swiftly look into their windows and keep Mm -hmm. understanding what they really want to say now if Mm -hmm. their cameras are off then the only option is their voice modulation you need to be extremely good in listening and observing these things to make it happen
1: right right
0: it's a challenge which i strongly agree but with practice yeah. you can make it happen
1: yes yes and uh, what i do anand yeah. i've actually put a uh, another laptop mm-hmm. where my laptop is actually having my presentation or my uh, camera which is more focused another laptop it's only video so that you know if people are there who would like to come so i can see them at least so, just behind right. my laptop as an other laptop. But then, yes, it's too much of a logistics here and too much of a bandwidth because two yes. of the internet, it is going. Yeah, but then there is some kind of a bond happening whoever people are being able to. Yeah. Right. So,
0: that's yeah, a great idea. That's a great idea. The only only concern, because I've also tried that idea, that yeah. they are seeing you through your one main window right?
1: Right, right.
0: So, that's one camera, okay, which yeah. you need to focus on. The moment yes. you go to other laptop to see their window, their eye contact is missing. Yes. Okay, so you need to be careful about that, okay?
1: Yes, yes, yes. I have noticed that, yes. Yeah. True. So, so with
0: these so I'll give games, you one more I'll give-, I'll give you one more hack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, instead of using uh, another laptop, okay, there are nice standees or nice those kind of portable uh, things available uh, to hold your mobile, okay? Tripods available, right? Now, place your mobile phone just above your laptop camera. Okay. Okay? So, when you are looking into the laptop camera, because the mobile camera is just above that, they still get a feel that they they are looking into their camera.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: and use use the mobile camera as a main camera where they are seeing you, and on the laptop screen you see every one of them
1: ah okay, okay, yeah, I should try this interesting one yes <laughs> sure so so anand uh now I'm wondering with uh, a lot of tips you have shared about icebreakers and you know, uh, the physical moment part. Now, I want to understand what is the replacement for paper exercise which would otherwise happen in the classroom? Like I remember we all doing the post-its, right?
0: We would write stick
1: on to the wall and all of that. How do you deal with that?
0: So my first thing is that why you really want to replace paper? We can still use paper. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The only thing is, uh, uh, it will be difficult to collaborate. But then I always request people to keep writing and they can switch on the camera and keep showing. So color papers and markers and all that is very, very important. Hmm. But the annotation option in all these platforms allows you to replace the whole thing through a lot of creative art. Oh, there are oh. so many other websites uh, which which allows you to uh, collaborate across people, oh. and you can also open up one more challenge. For example, one more channel. For example, if you are aware about your participants and if you have uh, a repetitive meetings, okay, along with the virtual platform, you can also do something on the WhatsApp group, oh. right? Oh. So where they write something on a piece of paper, they click a photograph and put up there. So at least there you are creating something. Again, you pick up a picture from that on the spot, keep pasting those pictures on your PPT and you are creating uh, the the collage there and there only. But there are other websites where you have a choice of writing your words and it will automatically collate all the words and create a word collage. And you are able to show the live word collage happening on your screen. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Now these kind of things
0: can be very well used. I also feel that the breakout rooms, which is a feature on Zoom, right. can be used in a great way. Uh, there are yeah. whiteboards available. There are virtual whiteboards available. That can be used yeah. in a great way. And activities and processes like divergence and convergence, World Cafe, Textra, yeah. I'm doing all these on the virtual platform.
1: Wow, interesting. Yeah. Even the Zoom has a poll option also. Yes, yes absolutely. Opinion. yeah, yeah. So, so again, Anand, uh, with digitization and while we have multiple channels are available in the tool, right? That's so welcoming as well as distracting, right? For both participant and facilitator. Right. And how do you manage so many things happening at once and making it more effectively?
0: So, I strongly believe that in today's world, the biggest enemy of humankind is not covid the biggest enemy <laughs> is distraction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So, so at the same point in time, if it can be a distraction, uh, would be difficult for them. It is equally difficult for a facilitator when they are running the show. Mm. So I would say that at any point in time, when you are make it, make it interactive, ensure that you don't open up so many channels together, if mm. you yeah. have not practiced to do it together. It will talk, right. okay. but it has to be gradually. So so the whole idea is to give a very, very clear instructions. When you ask a question, give a clear instruction that what are you expecting and how are you expecting them to answer this. Either yeah. through a chat box, either through their mic, either through something, some other thing on the WhatsApp group. How you really want them to respond to this? You always find that you have launched a poll and people are writing the answer in the chat box. Right, right. Ensure that you keep give very very clear instructions that this answer you're expected to give on this poll. You will find mm. that you are expecting people write in the chat box. Suddenly people open their mic and start talking.
2: Mm. Now that is happening
0: okay. because you have just thrown over a question. Hey, how do you feel right now? Tell me. Mm. Now they don't know whether they should write, they should talk. Or what should they do? Or they should, or, or they should wait for the poll to emerge. So, the clear instructions while facilitating is going to be your biggest friend.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Very informative one, Anand. Thank you. So- Anand, you have done so many virtual workshops. So, what was your learning while doing virtual facilitation?
0: Okay, okay. So, uh, if I have to share a couple of very strong learnings. Number one, Hmm. your facial expressions are most important. Hmm. In a classroom Hmm. session, the whole body speaks. Here, your hands are also not completely visible. Right. Your facial expression is going to make a big difference. So, be prepared. Do enough practice. There are hmm. so many different, different you know uh, feelings you can generate by creating those facial expressions. You must master that.
2: Right. Voice right.
0: modulation is critical. Hmm. Yes. Eye contact is the challenge, but your eyes must get stuck to the camera. So there's a hack hmm. that you put up a small hmm. arrow next to the camera, or think about your first crush, your first girlfriend, <laughs> first boyfriend and find out that small, tiny photograph and paste just next to the camera. It will keep yeah. attracting you there. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> usage of hands and your fingers is very important. Hmm. You must know some keyboard shortcuts because using mouse while facilitating becomes very, very difficult. And as mentioned before, multitasking is the key.
1: Yeah, very much. I agree with you, insightful one uh, Anand. So now I'm keen to know what were the challenges of facilitating virtual meeting for you.
0: <laughs> I think I think the first <laughs> thing is mindset. Mindset
1: to accept
0: okay. that whatever is possible in the classroom setup, everything is possible in the virtual setup. But hmm. your mindset doesn't allow you to think that way, and you see everyone like, hey. You know, I'm not enjoying the way I used to enjoy in the classroom because you don't know how to enjoy. You don't know how to make it happen. So I think the first challenge is to to have a mindset to accept that whatever I was doing on the classroom, everything is possible in the virtual platform also. Hmm. Next challenge, what I see is a flow because something somewhere from somewhere will pop up. Yeah. And it breaks your flow. Someone will just start saying something. You don't know from where this voice is coming. Sometimes they are not speaking, but by default or by mistake, they have kept their mic on and you see the siren of the ambulance going through. (laughs) So this will disturb you. The flow you must maintain is important. As mentioned earlier, you must give them some protocols which Mm -hmm. says that keep your mics off. Whenever you want to say something, please raise your hand first then unmute yourself. I will take your name and then you unmute yourself. So something like this, you have to set protocols. The questions will be handled at the end of each module and the end of the session. So in between, please restrain your questions because by the time we are, we are at the end of the module, most of the questions would have been answered through the whole module. So likewise, we have to create some protocol. Hmm. You must be prepared because you are in the VUGA world yeah so in, in the virtual yeah. world you know your preparation will take you through
1: hmm sure sure anand i know that you have mastered the the mindset firstly and you have created that kind of a protocol so what are the key benefits you see through virtual facilitation
0: uh, number one obviously is ease of time no travel uh, less expensive It's like home delivery, you know, the whole learning is coming to your home, okay? You are able to reach out to more people, you are able to generate more interest, you can record, you can repeat uh, the whole thing, easy to analyze performance. In fact, what I'm really feeling right now, that a lot of people feel that, hey, I don't need training because I'm good at it. I have experience of 12 years, 15 years, I've grown the ladder in the most fastest, quickest way means i know everything so i don't need to go and do do it and do take any kind of trainings now those people because now uh, it is you know home delivery have also started. let me go and find out for that 10 minutes 20 minutes that what's going on okay and there mm. are so many people which i see have joined or be a part of a learning session for the first time in their life okay. and when they've entered and they say oh wow this is a great world I have never imagined this to be so amazing, so I see a lot of new people joining the bandwagon of learning, and I think that's a very very plus point, which uh, you know is happening because of this.
1: Hmm. hmm. So so Anand, I also see you on social media posts because I follow you on LinkedIn and, and the Facebook. Those pictures what you post post training right itself is so inspiring. I feel that you know you put tremendous effort there to catch the audience attention i see those colorful charts there yeah stress balls are kept some chocolates are also there so, <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> so i'm sure you're not able to pass it to the participants there but virtually i see all of this so what are the tips and tricks you're using there in context to what's your facilitation so I you know
0: just take yourself to your childhood uh, yes. think about so many things which attracted you because yeah. still every in everyone inside a small kid is still alive and through this if you can make connect to that small kid you are easily able to grab their attention so oh. when you are giving a story okay if you can create a small puppet or hmm. uh, I have a very popular story of sunflower. So I have actually bought a nice, nice looking sunflower, which is an artificial sunflower. But when I show that sunflower, they're able to connect the sunflower immediately. So I think these kind of tools, which are generally used in the theater, in the drama space, is a great idea to make it happen. Now, you must practice. There is no alternative to practice in this place, okay? So when you, when you talk about the tips and tricks, I think practice is something very, very important. Next thing that i to talk about is never panic. Everything can go wrong. You cannot leave a smile from your face. It's very, very important. Please keep innovating. Like an audio role play is a great idea. In so many, you know, uh, uh, activity based workshop on the virtual platform, I'm making them do audio role play. And it's really giving them a great effect where they are able to learn and also put that learning into practice through the role play and as i mentioned yeah. you know, there are there are different ways by we can by which you can create word collage and when they hmm. type in some of those those words on a different platform and they see the collage happening in front of them i think this kind of creativity you must use to to make it extremely innovative and engaging and I, those, are, those are like a tips and tricks which i use
1: Hmm. amazing one uh, Anand again uh, Anand uh, connecting back to uh, what you were saying earlier for the sessions that you know uh, you will agree that engagement does not end with delivering the training program it continues like you said WhatsApp connect and you know posting the pictures during the session and sometimes it carries even after the session and we start building the relationship with the participants you can't keep it open and you need to close the loop too. What do you do after, you know, facilitating an online workshop or a virtual meeting? Other than the normal feedback, what's the kind right. of energy to pass it
0: So, you are actually right that uh, a training session is not a fire and forget missile. That you, are, you are fired and then you forget. It will go and hit your target. No, you have to keep maneuvering that. Mm-hmm. so along with the feedback you know i recommend them a couple of books to read along with the uh, presentation that i've given them i share a small guide a participant guide for them to read periodically oh. i keep sending them some messages some emails some good articles on that subject and all this journey happens from anywhere from two to three months after the training is get got over And generally, I prefer to do kind of a training intervention where the batch stays with me for at least three to six months. And you Mm. keep mapping their competencies. You keep checking how much they have grown. And then Mm. uh, performance measurement systems, so many companies are implementing that. If you're able to link that with that and also able to put someone higher up to share their observations pre and post training or pre and post intervention, I think that can really make a big difference.
1: Hmm. hmm. Wonderful. Uh, Anand, I, I think um, it's been more than an hour, and I've gained so much of learning through this conversation. Wow. I just want to know: Is there anything else you would like to add that will be of a value to my listeners?
0: Uh, I think focus on your attitude more than your skills. You know, because all of us feel that hey, I need to, I need to learn this skill and that skill. That you'll obviously learn, no doubt about it. But if you are not focusing on your inner peace, on your attitude, those skills will have no meaning in the facilitation. Creating open and safe space is most important because the learning becomes a side effect of your creating this environment. Non-judgmental environment, open to outcome attitude can contribute much more. And I strongly believe the whole concept of Aham Brahmasmi means the whole super knowledge is there within me what most right. we can do is help each other in removing the layers of ignorance so that the real super knowledge comes from within and that's how i strongly believe is we call as facilitation making things easier for them but not feeding them
1: wow very very powerful one aham brahmasmi so my last question, Anand, how do you see learning trends in twenty twenty?
0: So number one, podcast. We are on podcast, and that's the future. Okay, and you are already, you know, you have captured the future, Jyoti. I must tell you. Okay, uh, I see in future uh, a small nuggets and quick learning bites, and I call them capsules. So so oh, yeah. what we all traditionally uh, were thinking about a gurukul system where a child goes to learning for two years to 10 years, right? From there, mm. we came down to a five-day or a one-month MDPs. From there, we came mm. down to one day, two day. Same way, now it's going to be in bits and pieces. It's going to be capsules. And people are going to expect us to give a quick capsule and you'll you'll get get days where people say, hey, can I have a a seven-minute capsule on time management? Can I have a 13.5-minute capsule on leadership? So those capsules are going to be the future.
1: Definitely. Very powerful one, uh, Anand. Uh, Anand, uh, we have just concluded the session, but then there is something lined up for you and there's a... rapid-fire questions. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That is to know about the leaders who come on my podcast. Wow. And these questions are targeted to know about you. Okay. And, And this will influence my listeners to engage, enlighten, and empower. And that's the mission of my podcast too. Are you
0: ready? Absolutely, yes. With a huge, big yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay to begin according to you what is your star moment
0: uh so i was doing a training uh, in an outbound environment and uh, a corporate guy a middle management guy who came and told me if i ever have got this training before 10 years my life would have been different thank you for giving me this training which has completely transformed my life and that guy was in tears I think that was a star moment where I felt that you have genuinely contributed to someone's life. And I think such kind of incidents really make you feel super happy. No money can buy you what you feel at that point in time. And I think that's important.
1: So what inspires you to do everything that you do today?
0: Passion. Because I have made a very strong call that I will do only what I like. And and when I like something, I'll keep doing So, there are so many things which I'm not good at. For example, accounts, balance sheet, I'm not good at. I will have people who will manage that and I will focus on something which I feel extremely passionate.
1: Mm, Wonderful. And since you own a company, what's one thing you would do differently in learning?
0: Trust your people, empower them. And the way you want to grow, ensure that your team also grows along with you and, and hire people who are smarter than you.
1: Wonderful one. What are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now?
0: Wow. Number one is to, is to feel that this podcast goes successful because <laughs> you are a great person. Number, number two, professionally, I'm looking at uh, a couple of certification in the coaching space because that's a normal transition. What you see, uh, from a training to facilitation to coaching. Right. And, uh, number 3 uh, is to enjoy everything what i do i really want to be present in that moment and make the best out of each moment so being mindfulness is what i'm really striving towards it is not that easy but yes the efforts are on
1: okay and if i may ask you what are your strengths
0: wow my <laughs> my my my, uh, my biggest strength is that i don't have weakness <laughs> Is it possible? Is it possible? I don't think so. People will go hard that, hey, how can you say this? But I strongly feel I don't have weakness. I have areas of improvement.
2: That means I have strengths
0: and I have areas of improvement. And keeping that in mind, I think the positivity is my biggest strength. In the darkest of the thing, I can find out a small ray of hope, a small ray which will lead me towards bigger success. And I think that's my biggest strength.
1: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And what's the best book you have read this year or any time you want to recommend to my listeners?
0: There's a book which which is called Open to Outcome. Now that book primarily talks about the way you create your attitudes towards facilitation. Are you open to whatever is coming out or are you really want to take them where you want to take them? I think the better approach is that you only handle the flow and ensure that they are all remains together, but allow them to flow. So are you open to what is the outcome, especially in the group dynamics and group debriefing? I think that's one of the best book I have read and I would like to recommend it to every trainer or every facilitator who's listening to this podcast.
1: Wonderful. And since you're getting into the coaching hat, what are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model you ever had? And what made that person great for you?
0: So, uh, you know, in my early days, I've learned this thing from a couple of my wonderful leaders which I work with. And I call them as a triple D concept of leadership. The first D is decide. You are a leader. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You need to decide. The second D is delegate, delegate to empower, delegate with complete trust, authority, and responsibility. And third D, and the most interesting D is disappear. Once you've delegated, you disappear, and you will see your team (laughs) will have great fun, and they will do much more than what you expect. But that trust and leaving them is something very, very important. Mm.
1: And are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you?
0: I think self-talk. Positive self-talk and affirmative ten sentences really makes you more positive and energetic.
1: And in continuation, are there any habit you are practicing which has made you successful in whatever you are doing?
0: I think, you know, my mom's Ashirwad. makes it happen (laughs) so always i I strongly believe that our parents blessings really makes a big difference and that's the habit that you keep gratitude towards everything happening around you show your positivity and be grateful to everything what's around maybe a small glass of water be grateful to it i think that Mm -hmm. gratitude really makes and that's a habit which i have and i really want to No, pass on to every member, every person who's listening this.
1: Hmm, Wonderful. And Anand, we have come to an end of this interview. And before that, I have one more question left. And before I ask you that, how can people get in touch with you to get more insight, collaborate? Where can they reach out to you?
0: Wonderful. So they can visit my website, uh, which is www.anandmehta.in they can get in touch with my office or they can straight away call me on my mobile. Uh, I think the whole training industry can work only with collaborations. And I'm extremely open to all kinds of collaborations if I can be of any help to anyone in the training industry because there are so many wonderful people who have helped me in my journey as a trainer, as a facilitator. And I think now it's my time to give it back to the industry. My mobile number is 98214 60344 and I would be very happy to be of any help to you or any of your listener
1: hmm, sure and on a closing note and that last question your advice to people who are new and want to accelerate their career
0: wow so number one I don't like to give advice I can just, <laughs> I can just share one of my life mantra that if you want to fulfill your dreams don't sleep as simple as that. If you want to fulfill your dreams, don't sleep. Your dream should not allow you to sleep. And you become so passionate to achieve that. There's a nice dialogue by Shah Rukh Khan. If you have something to hold a the whole universe will Let the mm-hmm. whole universe work in the favor of what is your decision the moment you start working. And that's very powerful.
1: Yeah, and that's really amazing and a great insight, Anand. So guys, all the links and the resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available on my show notes page of my podcast, Stars of Learning. And also on my website, knowledge.com that is P-R-A-J-V-I-T-A knowledge.com I'll list out all our conversation and the questions we had for your quick reference and thank you so much, Anand, for being on this show. I really enjoyed the whole of the conversation on the virtual facilitation and the kind of nuggets, you know, uh, my whole diary is completely with so many underlines on (laughs) so many words. (laughs) Starting with personal experience, content-driven, research-related, Uh, being engaged in the ideas blame game should be taken out taking ownership ice melters was a wonderful one and uh, facial expressions oh gosh those many are like listed and the mindset so 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 this is going to be like a bible for me for my facilitation definitely anand thank you thank you so much
0: i must tell you one thing The the thing what you're doing you are genuinely contributing to the community of trainers and facilitators and may god bless you and thank you very very much for a wonderful experience this is going to i'm going to remember this for my life thank you very much
1: Really appreciate your time, Anand. Thank you so much. It's great to have you on my show. So friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Anand Mehta. If you've got any learning or motivator hearing to Anand, then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on Facebook, Twitter, Insta and tag me and Anand and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower all my wonderful listeners thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you